The Broken Wood Mysteries has just wrapped its 10th season, a feat for any show in New Zealand to last this long. It could be largely down to the show's very enthusiastic and loyal international fan base. The show has been sold in more than 20 countries and it's particularly popular in French territories. Actor and star of the television detective drama Fern Sutherland is our Fast Favourites guest this week and joins us now. Kia ora, Fern. Kelda, thank you for having me. You've just wrapped season 10 of Broken Wood, which in itself is a bit of a feat. 10 seasons of a show in New Zealand is pretty rare. Mm. Um, it's actually. Shortland Street aside. Yeah. I think you can tell from looking at me that I probably look a little bit tired. <laughs> I'm probably still recovering from the rap party, actually, if I'm honest. <laughs> That's rap with a W, not an R. <laughs> just for people that think that I just went and did a rap battle straight after <laughs> rapping filming. Um, yeah, I it's, it's amazing. No one thought when we first started that we'd still be making this show now. It's just been a fortuitous um, series of events that's made that happen. But we're the only show, obviously, apart from Shortland Street, to have gone on for this long. I don't quite know how or why, <laughs> but um, it's, I think, in large part due to the fact that we have a really enthusiastic overseas audience that have been able to carry us to this point before it started screening on sort of mainstream, uh, as in TV1, um, here in in New Zealand. Um, So I'm finding that New Zealanders are only just starting to kind of pick up on it now. Well, it's got a bit of a cult following, doesn't it? I mean, it's in 27 countries, (laughs) which a lot of people might not realise. I think it's actually, I mean, that number keeps changing depending on who's saying it. Could be 28. like that. Yeah, I don't really know about that statistic. But yes, it's in a lot of countries, I take your point. Thank you. Do you get recognised more overseas than here? Yes. It's bizarre. Weirdly in French-speaking territories because it that was one of the first languages it got dubbed into. So um, it's screened in France on like a main channel there. And then that kind of got like syndicated to um, like Morocco and like all sorts of so all the t- like like Canada yes all those places yeah yeah so when I was living in Canada I was living in Vancouver and I lived in Toronto for a little while too but all these people were coming up to me and you know going bonjour and speaking to me and like obviously fluent French and I was like oh no I don't parler vous <laughs> what are you saying and they were like what because they thought the dubbing was so good was so that re- I, oh wow I spoke French yeah. You said initially that no one would have thought that you'd still be here 10 seasons later, and I'm presuming that's almost about 10 years of your life. Exactly, yeah. It's been a decade. Mm -hmm. What did you initially think you were signing up for? That's such an interesting question, because I think whenever anyone, any production company makes a show, even like... I even think back to watching Succession, like the first season, and it wasn't until like seven episodes in that I was like, oh, I get what's happening now. And I think that's probably true of the people making it too like you really you don't get much of a like I think in New Zealand traditionally you sort of get maybe three episodes max to like get your audience hooked and, and figure if, out your tone and totally. all that stuff yeah. yeah and but often you don't actually know what that is until you start making it so it's really hard and for us we we definitely started on a path that you know the show that we're making now is a massive departure from what we initially started making which was sort of more trying to emulate or draw from kind of the Scandi noir, dark, mysterious, slightly more character-driven stuff. Um, but for whatever whatever reason, and I think for the better, 
over the years it just sort of morphed into something quite different, which is much more plot driven. And to be honest, I I was such an egotistical nightmare. Um, I I was. Now I'm totally <laughs> You've been evolved. Humbled. <laughs> Yeah, um, I wanted to be this like award-winning actor making this very earnest, like beautiful, deep drama where I was doing all my best acting and everyone was going to be like so impressed by me. Um, so I, that's where I started. And then, <laughs> and then after like three seasons, I was like, ah, I'll just let that one go. Um, <laughs> you know, and as soon as I did, I had such a good time. I was like, oh, this is what the show is. It's It's... At the end of the day, it's quite a sort of heightened, fun, frivolous. It's murder, but you don't have to feel too bad about it. And <laughs> guilt-free murder. You know, it's delightful, exactly. Yeah. So I just, as soon as I got on board with that, I was like, great. Now that you've wrapped the tenth season, are you taking a very long holiday? <laughs> um, yes. Now, Perlina, I wouldn't describe it as a holiday. <laughs> But I am leaving the country for six months um, because I'm very lucky and um, very uh, hashtag blessed, hashtag grateful and and privileged and all the things. I'm going to go to Thailand, um, but that's mostly because I I can't afford to live in this country (laughs) (laughs) when I'm unemployed. I don't even know how you can afford to live here when you are employed. Um, so that's that is a bit of it. But also, I'm going there to just get myself right in the head and go and train Muay Thai for um, hours every day, just so I can. And I this know. is this is something that you started recently in the last few years. Um, it's been pretty on and off again for um, probably about five years actually. Yeah. There's a, there's a kind of an area where I go in Phuket called Soi Thaied. The gyms there are obviously run by Thai people, so it's like the authentic thing that you yeah. don't get anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and there's just something about going straight to the source when you're trying to learn something that I think is really cool. Well, you're going into what sounds like a like a training camp. Yes, effectively. It, it is, yeah. It's, that is it, yeah. Um, so... And I foolishly kind of promised that I would fight. My, I promised my trainer when I was there last that I would actually get into the ring and have a fight like at least once in my life before. And it's like you know five five rounds and wow, no protective gear and all the things. Jeepers! It's it's different to boxing and UFC and all those things. And that I just I find that stuff so like ego driven and so mm. much hype and there's mm. so much smack talked about each other before you even get in the ring and it's just it's just trying you're trying to get money and get pay-per-view and all that sort of stuff I just it's just really boring to me but there's so much respect and the culture around Muay Thai I just think is so beautiful and interesting and it's yeah well, part of this segment, Fast Favourites, is all mm. about shouting out to other things that you've been watching and, and consuming in the arts. Um, what is what are some things that have caught your eye recently? Um, well, uh, I have been watching, because I've been filming so much and not having any sort of a life or any time to do <laughs> any uh, consumption, it's been a bit tricky, but I'm sort of trying to, I'm catching up on After the Party, which I've really yes. been enjoying, because that also feels like quite a departure from maybe what we're used to seeing in this country or making in this country. So that feels quite cool and quite exciting. It feels very, it's such an uncomfortable watch, yes. but great for that reason. Yeah. And, and you're right, it's very, it is different to what we're used to seeing. It's very... Mark and I have both been watching it and we're up to the latest episode, but it's just a bit unglamorous 
Yeah. Isn't it? And gritty. Yeah. And ugly. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? Because it's like any sort of, even when you meet a person and you you can, you see that they're just being really authentic and really genuine, just being themselves. And it weirdly gives you permission to like relax and, and do that as well. It's sort of like the TV show equivalent of yeah. that. I feel really comfortable, weirdly, when I watch it. While Valid- being des- validated. Yeah, validating. And also <laughs> desperately uncomfortable for the reasons you mentioned. Like, it's just... I'm really attracted to, I think, things that um, uh, w- work, TV, films, um, where there are characters that are... They have the best of intentions, but they're so rough, like rough mm. as guts, just running roughshod over everybody and making a real meal out of things. I guess at the base of every single book, film, TV show, song, play, <laughs> painting, is is probably, if you could distill it down, human beings and their complete inability <laughs> to communicate effectively or honestly <laughs> Which is hilarious because, like, that's the thing that we're all meant to be really good at. That's yeah. why we're, like, top dogs on the earth. And try- <laughs> top of the food chain. And trying, constantly trying yeah. to to figure out who we are and what it is we're yes. meant to be doing. Yeah. yeah, it's this ongoing, but often, more more often than not, make, like you say, make, making an absolute meal out of it. Yeah. And a kind of similar thing that I like is, but not, not really, well, sort of similar, is... Uh, shows about people lying and getting away with it. Like, <laughs> it makes me think of. Have you seen the film "I Care a Lot" by Ro- with Rosamund Pike? Yes, it's the whole um, it's that age care yes. scam. Yeah, effectively, that's exactly yeah. it. It's it's people. That's a good example. Knowingly getting away yeah. with things, and I don't know why it appeals to some really dark, twisted part of my soul. But I'm like, get away with. There was also that. Was it, was it Doctor Death? Is that what that? Oh was yes. Called? Oh yeah. So good. Was that Pacey from Dawson's Creek? Is it absolutely was yeah. Pacey, and and just time and time again, he oh. was he he effectively was a very very bad surgeon. I know. But because he was, um, I think this is on TVNZ on demand potentially. Yeah. But because he was charming and good looking, and he got away. And this was based on a true story. He I got know. away with. Effectively murdering, murdering and maiming, maiming a lot of patients. He, you know, one patient was left as a quadriplegic. It was, it was so, wild, so desperate. Never, sad. never got into trouble. And I loved every second. <laughs> I did. I hoovered that one up as well. Um, Gobbled it up, guzzled it. <laughs> and oh. something else you've been watching is, I think, a lot of people have seen this as well. Beckham. Oh yeah, on Netflix. That's some compelling stuff, isn't it? There's a bit of a resurgence, isn't there, at the moment, with these, firstly, 90s bands making a revival. On Netflix, there's Beckham, there's Robbie Williams, it's all these 90s stars who are now reflecting back on what was a really crazy time in terms of tabloid, media, celebrity coverage, the Mm. chasing, Mm. the paparazzi, you know, and also growing up very young in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's And it's so interesting looking back on it now with a bit of mature, hopefully maturity and just going, oh my God. Like I just had no idea as a, you know, pre-teen or teen that yeah. uh, that was happening and like how unacceptable and how everyone, all the adults at the time just kind of stood by and let that happen. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I just find it staggering. When he got red carded, the famous match, and I, I say this like I know football, but I don't. It's from... <laughs> The vile sort of 
yeah. narrative around yeah and, and have and he was falling in love like essentially for the first time and just being the, an entire nation of people just being like you've got to focus you've got to stick to yeah. what's important and earning is, all this money that yeah. he'd never had as well i don't know how i would have handled something like that <laughs> i'm such a people pleaser that if i knew the entire nation of new zealand hated me for something that i did i'd be like okay cool well i'm you'd just move gonna to thailand I would. permanently <laughs> I would, yeah. you'd say i'm becoming a muay thai fighter yeah and i'd change my name i'd go and i'd walk into the jungle in thailand never to be seen again and then there'd be a documentary about me made 25 years later <laughs> or something and they'd track me down in the jungle 